Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain unlimited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. I'm Rhett Lewis, and this is NFL Inside Report. On today's episode, our Jeffrey Chidea joining us once again to talk Packers at the top of the NFC, which isn't necessarily a surprise, but how they've gotten there is something to watch down the stretch with their defense. Plus, a coach of the year candidate in Tennessee that heads the hottest team in football. But we begin with the team getting their groove back in Kansas City after a blowout win over the Raiders on Sunday night. Jeffrey, the turnovers were up, the explosives were down, losses were stacking, and even after winning two in a row going into week 10, it felt like there was a growing sense of panic. Is that about sum up the Chiefs through the first half of the season? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think the word you're looking for is dysfunction. I think that's yeah. to be even more, more concise with it. They spread the left side. Mahomes now scrambling to his right. Trying to send his man downfield. A little splatter play. They float a pass. Kelsey, it's going to be intercepted on the near side by the Chargers. Intercepted at the 40-yard line of the Chargers. And Mahomes was trying to find Kelsey. Uh, you know, I, I think that they found, as they said, their swagger on Sunday yeah. night against the Raiders. You know, that was a uh, – I think it's important for any team to see what they can be at some point in the season. Uh, you can talk all you want to about you know, what you can do and what you've been. But I think within Kansas City, where I live, there is this this discourse or this disconnect between what this team had been, what they could be, and what they actually were. And, and I think on Sunday night against the Raiders, they embraced who they are, which is a team that's not going to get a lot of big play opportunities, uh, a team that has to figure out different ways to manufacture offense when their quarterback isn't playing at a high level, and a team that has to, to have their defense play, um, continue to play better, which you've seen from the last three games from the Chiefs. 9.02 to go in the game. Chiefs lead 13-0. Third and 10, Jordan Love back quickly. Fires it to the left side. The pass is going to be intercepted. Intercepted on the far side by Legereus Sneed. He plays it perfectly. And a pickoff at the right boundary. 
and the Chiefs are plus two in the coveted giveaway takeaway and a big time play at the right boundary by Legereus Sneed against Devontae Adams. And so for me, I think one of the more exciting parts, if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, about the, that game was just the urgency they, they played with. That sense of uh, they didn't play like the 2018 Chiefs. They play like the 2021 Titans, where every yeah. play matters, every detail matters, everything you do counts. So I think they figured out that they have to have a lot of playmakers make plays, not just the quarterback, the tight end, and the wide receiver. And we'll get to those Titans and Mike Vrabel uh, here a bit later in this show. But Jeff, um, just going back to you wrote a, a piece on NFL.com as you do each week called The First Read. We're going into week 10. You were, were talking about how you know Patrick Mahomes was turning down completions, how patience was a problem, not just for Patrick, but for really that entire offense and how they were operating, how they were calling plays, how they were executing them. I mean, I, we were watching plays left and right. I mean, th- there are not too many games in Patrick Mahomes' career where he goes over on deep balls. Over, especially when there are open targets on those plays, but he decides to push it down the field and for whatever reason it doesn't work. Um, there was a there was a sense of concern within that Chiefs building about how their quarterback was playing and how it was kind of a microcosm of how the team was performing. Is that right? It starts with me. I mean, I think three of them were on me. I mean, the interceptions and then the, the fumble at the end of the game. Um, and so I have to correct that. I have to be better. Uh, it's something that I've, I've not usually done in my career, but I have to reevaluate where I'm at, uh, what decisions I'm making. Um, so uh, once we do, we do that, I think we don't, we don't kind of hurt ourselves. I think we'll find ways to score points. There was, there was, and, it, and it's it's twofold. One is just as you said on the field, he was not showing the kind of patience that was necessary to you know to compete in a in an offense where you're going to see a lot of too high safety looks. Right. You know, we're at the point in Kansas City where even a, a blind eighty year old woman knows what a too high safety look is. <laughs> now, right. You've heard it so much discussed over the over the last you know couple months. But, but yeah, teams aren't allowing them to do that. But more importantly, he's going through a, a maturation process now that he's 26 years old. He's got a daughter. He's getting married. He's got a brother who's always on social media, on TikTok doing stuff and has created some controversy. And so there's a lot more that comes with being a high-profile quarterback. That he, I think that's affecting his game. Yeah. I, I think it's just natural to say that we've all, those of us who have kids and you know have been married and, and th- those are all big life transitions. And when you're doing a thousand commercials and you're trying to lead a championship team, uh, I think that pressure was affecting him. And so I think what the Chiefs have realized is let's try to find ways to take some pressure off of him. And so, yeah, take that easier throw to the running back in the flat. Uh, rely more on your defense. It's okay to punt because uh, you, you saw it week in and week out that that joy that they showed on Sunday night when they beat the Raiders was not there in a previous previous month. And that has been something that was one of the calling cards besides the explosive plays of that offense is that that joy, that exuberance that we see from Mahomes, you know, the big double flex and all that. And, you know, I go back to that Green Bay game, you know, where which was just insane how they were held for under under 300 yards. And Mahomes had had more passing yards in a first half, like seven times in his career than they had total yards in that game. Um, and, and I go back to the end and a, a crucial third down conversion, which kind of brought back like, oh, yeah, that looked that looked like the Chiefs of old, right? Mahomes scrambles around a little bit, ends up finding Tyreek, who kind of uncovers late to get the first down and move the sticks. 
Two receivers on the right. Snap Mahomes. Looking downfield. Waiting. Still looking. Scrambling right. Pressured on the play. Fires right side. Leaping Gravis Bay. First down. 35-yard line. First down on a bullet feed to Tyreek Hill. And that should do it. Rashawn Gary closing on Patrick Mahomes. He let it go just as Gary arrived and threw a bullet to Tyreek Hill. 13 yards, and that will seal it. It almost felt like it was like a reminder, like, oh, yeah, this is fun when we do it this way. Uh, as long as, you know, through the first 59 minutes, we're figuring things out beforehand. Um, do you think that maybe there were some building blocks within those grinded out games week eight, week nine that were victories, but weren't particularly impressive? Yeah, yeah, cer- certainly. And, and you heard you heard Mahomes say that and Andy Reid say that you're in a pr- profession where winning is uh, very important. Um, and so uh, these guys take that personal and they, they, they understand that that getting a win in the NFL, regardless of how it comes, is important because we've, you look around the NFL the last couple of weeks and you've seen the Buccaneers lose to Washington and you've seen the Bills lose to the Jaguars and you saw the Rams a couple, uh, on Monday night lose to the, the, uh, the, lose to the 49ers in a, in a blowout. And, and so to be able to get those wins against losing teams is, is critical. And, and I think they're, again, this entire team, the culture of it, there's been um, an adjustment that had, that's had to been made this season, it's uh, I compare it to if you're trying to quit smoking. Yeah, it's easy to say I want to do it, and then for a couple of weeks you get out there and you're not getting that pack in a pack a day, and then all of a sudden you know something happens and you want to go back and start toking it up again. And I think that's what you see with this offense, where they want to go back and have those kind of splash plays like you saw at the end of that that Green Bay game, or they want to have that big throw uh, that they've been trying to complete for the last couple of weeks. And even though they're not getting those seventy yard touchdown passes, it's just as important for them to be able to grind it out and do the pragmatic stuff. Uh, what was really uh, important to see in that, Sunday, in that Sunday night game was it started off with short throws, started off with the running game, and then all of a sudden they were able to start going to Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey later progressed. It wasn't a shortcut, it progressed. One of the other pieces that's maybe just a little bit less under the radar, maybe not in Kansas City, but nationally, is the overhaul of that offensive line. Um, and, and then we saw some some issues with the tackles. I, I felt like at the early part of the season, we're get, still getting some pressure there. And then you're down, you know, top two tackles on the right side uh, this last week. Uh, what's been the word out of Kansas City on that group and how they kind of help position this unit for success moving forward? Well, they're feeling better about it. Um, you know, I, I tried to counsel people going into the season that no matter how many big names you add to an offensive line or established players still comes down to chemistry yeah. and guys working together. And, you know, our, our co-worker at uh, NFL Network had a great line about this game, Jeremiah, where he said they've got a run-blocking line and they don't want to run the ball very much. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, that's right. so now now they've figured out, let's try to get some some downhill runs going. Let's try to do some things that allow these guys to fire out. If you look at that Sunday night game, um, a friend of mine, Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus, charts this stuff, and he said they ran far less – uh, far fewer RPOs, um, run pass options in this game than they have all season long, and really got more into into downhill runs. Which, when you're running RPOs, you know your linemen are kind of stuck in this purgatory of do we fire out, do we get too far downfield and risk a risk a penalty. Uh, this game, they went out and just said, just, just fire out, go out and hit somebody and and and, and dominate the line of scrimmage. And I think that's what you're going to see from this team moving forward, especially when Clyde Edwards-Helaire gets back into the game because they were able to use that dynamic and, and build on it in, in their play action passing game. 
Jeff, I think it certainly helped on Sunday night that uh, the Raiders did not necessarily follow the blueprint <laughs> that other defenses had in the past. Yeah. You talk a lot about the too high. I, it, it, we just didn't see a ton of it from Gus Bradley's yeah. crew. It's just not what they do. Although it's got to be still be in their bag at some point. I mean, Gus Bradley's got some cover too uh, in his lineage uh, as a coach, but they they did they opted against it. Kind of stuck with what they do, and and the Chiefs took advantage. Is there still some sense of trepidation when that type of defense comes back that maybe, you know, the Chiefs fall back into that trap of, of, you know, the lack of patience and issues trying to trying to exploit that type of defense? Yeah, yeah. You look at that strategy the Raiders put out there was like Gus Bradley got too high (laughs) (laughs) in in a bad kind of way. Right, right, right. (laughs) Yikes. Uh, So, yeah, I, I think you might see them. Uh. Uh, you, you're going to see more teams go back to that look. Right. You know, I think that is, it was bizarre for me to see it just on the, on the game, the replays from the back end and then from the end zone, seeing all those, seeing that safety in the middle of the field and those two corners back there, a lot of three deep, a lot of single high. Uh, that's not how you beat this team. And, and you, look, you saw Travis Kelsey go crazy. Take a little razzle dazzle and that opens it up once again for Kelsey. Third and two. Here's Kelsey. First down. And much, much, much more. Yeah. You look at his numbers over the previous four weeks. I mean, he was having, he didn't have a game, I think, where he had more than 60 yards receiving before that point over the previous four weeks. So, yeah, I I think more teams are going to go back to that. I I know this week with Dallas, uh, Dan Quinn is from that same school as as Gus Bradley, that Pete Carroll. Right. So, yeah, what happens here? Single high safety look. Yeah. So, will he change it up? But, but again, that's the formula, yeah. and you have to eliminate the big plays. You have to eliminate Travis Kelsey, and you have to make people like Daryl Williams and then Demarcus Robinson and Byron Pringle beat you. Um, but, but again, the Chiefs have shown that they're willing to at least go that route because Daryl Williams has like 20 catches over the last three games and had a, a career high and game high nine catches, and that went over the Raiders. Well, teams are going to continue to make the Chiefs prove their patience moving forward. The Tennessee Titans, meanwhile, have proven they can win without star power. Clearly, they can win without the best back in football. Uh, They can win without one of the best receivers of this generation. And they're doing it all under the watchful eye of a Coach of the Year candidate. How Mike Vrabel is turning the Titans into a Super Bowl contender when we come back. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my game. game. Right back here on Inside Report as Jeffrey Chidea joins us today. And Jeff, we're going to get to Mike Vrabel and his Coach of the Year candidacy here momentarily. But a defense uh, that I'm sure he would be proud of if he was coaching uh, resides in Green Bay and has been looked at now as the catalyst for this team ascending to Super Bowl contender level once again. And the, the strange thing, Jeff, is they're doing it under first-year defensive coordinator Joe Barry and without two of their very best players on defense in Zadarius Smith and Jair Alexander, the corner who had emerged as one of the best corners in football. So I guess the simple question is how are they doing it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a great question. Cause Joe Barry coming in. Uh, sure. You know, he's been around the league for a long time, but no one's talked about him as being a defensive guru. I mean, he's been right. He came out of that Tampa two school back and with Tony Dungy was still coaching and, and there was a lot of questions about this defense early on. I mean, they gave up 15 straight touchdowns in the first 15 opportunities they faced against opposing offenses started this season. But my sense of it is, that, you know, when they were in town playing Kansas City a couple weeks ago, you know, I think they've got a great spirit in that locker room. In a weird way, what happened with Aaron Rodgers this offseason has galvanized this team in ways that we, we didn't anticipate. And, and I think that defense understood that they're going to have to make some plays to be able to win some games. And so when you start losing people and the way this team has lost some people, it uh, it can go one or two ways. You can either implode or you can really get very good in, in a hurry. And what you've, what you've seen is, is, as I mentioned with the Chiefs, um, taking a book from a play, uh, a playbook from the Titans is these, all, everybody who plays understands they have to go out there and make a play. So if it's Rasul Douglas, if it's Whitney Merciless who came in, who's not going on IR, um, if it's Kenny Clark. Fields in trouble and sacked again by Clark again. Like all these guys, like they can be the difference maker. And, and they've gone from being a team that's relied on Aaron Rodgers to be that guy week in and week out who delivers for them to being a team that understands that they got to the NFC Championship game the last two, two seasons uh, for a reason. It wasn't just the quarterback. And in fact, you know, Brian Gutekunst, their general manager, starts to start getting some love. Yeah. <laughs> because he's, he's always been the foil in this whole Aaron Rodgers feud. But this team has found ways to win with a lot of guys going down. It's because he's got a pretty good roster that he's put together. Yeah, a roster specifically on defense that has forced uh, two turnovers from Kyler Murray, two picks from Kyler Murray, including that game-saving play by the emergency starter, Razul Douglas, as, as you noted, a week ago against the – or two weeks ago against the Packers. Three receivers to the left, single wide to the right is A.J. Green. Shotgun snap comes in helmet high. Murray throws to the right side, and it's intercepted! It's picked off by Rasul Douglas! 
He wanted A.J. Green, who never turned around. And Rasul Douglas, the juggling interception in the back right corner of the end zone to salt it away for the Green Bay Packers. Follow that up with holding Patrick Mahomes to 166 passing yards for the game, not the quarter, uh, which he has done so many times. And then this last week, shut out Russell Wilson in his return to the starting lineup for the first time, a shutout for the Seahawks with Russell Wilson as their starting quarterback. Like, that's a resume, like, go put it in the Louvre, you know, as the kids say these days. Like, that's, that is as good in an impressive a three-game stretch as any defense has had this season, am I right? It, it is, and you're seeing like you know a guy I'm familiar with, Rashawn Gary from Michigan, has really sure. turned up his game. Uh, you know, they've got Preston Smith again. They get Darius Smith back and Jair Alexander back in the fold. This is going to be maybe the best defense in the league. And, and, and for my money, I, I think we've gotten to a point where over the last four or five years, it's been all about offense in this league, just because there's so much great quarterback play and so many prolific offenses and so many bright offensive minds that we've gotten away from the other side of the football. And you look at what's happening this year, the teams that have been the most impressive of late, the ones that keep winning are the ones who are playing high level defense. You know, you look at the Patriots, what's happening with them. You look at at the, at the bills, what's been happening with them. You look at the Packers. Yeah. And you know, these teams have figured out that, you know, there's so many good quarterbacks in the NFL now that it, it, it kind of balances things out that everybody has the capacity to score points and you don't see this great divide between a Tom Brady and a Patrick Mahomes versus a Justin Herbert or a Josh Allen anymore. So when that equalizer happens, that equalizing effect happens, what you have to do is you have to start stopping people. And so that's where I give Green Bay a, a ton of credit because they know that if they can play that kind of defense at this time of year, imagine what happens if they get that top seed again and they're playing a championship game in Green Bay again. It's gonna be a, it could be a much different story than what happened last season. Well, and even this year, um, it was a much different. It's a much different story now than it was to start. Whereas, as you noted, they allowed 15 touchdowns on 15 red zone opportunities to start this season. Like that's not winning football. But they've since turned that around, and they're giving up just just under 16 points a game since allowing the Saints to score 38 in Week One. And then that is is improvement, and that is improvement within the framework of a season that is always so difficult. Um, and all the more impressive. So do you feel like this defense would be the X factor to getting over that NFC championship game hump that they have struggled with in these last two years? I think it is because you're going to have to face a lot of great quarterbacks, yep. you know, when you get to uh, the postseason, and they've already seen, uh, you know, Kyler Murray, like you said, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, you're going to have to go through a Matthew Stafford. You're going to go through a Tom Brady. You're going to have to see Stafford again, possibly. And, and so there's great confidence that comes with that. And 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 I know there's been a, a little bit of a groundswell for Aaron Rodgers to be in the MVP talk again this year. And I think it's it's overblown because he's really become – it's still a great player, but he's really managing games now. You know, he only has like one 300-yard game. Blasphemy! This <laughs> but he's doing it on purpose. He's not doing it because he has to right. do it. He's doing it because right. he wants right. to do it. And he's right. great. You know, I remember talking to him when Mike Pettin came in to run in defense a couple of years ago, and he was ecstatic to see they actually had a, a unit that could, could be productive and nice, rely yeah. on that side of the football. So they've just gone to another level with this. And so he's, you know, as much drama as he's created over the last 12 months, uh, he understands that the run game is going to be his ticket. He understands the defense is going to be his ticket. 
he's a football historian. He, he's seen what that what that's meant to people like Peyton Manning, right? It's meant to people like Tom Brady. And I mean, he's thirty seven years old, so he realizes that like let these guys keep doing what they're doing because it means he might have a better chance of getting a second ring at the end of the year. Well, right now in the AFC, Jeff, it, it would certainly seem the Tennessee Titans have the best chance at this point as they sit atop the conference right now going into week 11. And uh, they do so coming. I mean, they're the hottest team in football and they've beaten some of the best in football during this current win streak that they're on right now. Bills go down. Chiefs go down. Uh, they beat the Colts in dramatic fashion. And then they've come back. They beat the Rams on Sunday night. Talking about the Tennessee Titans here. And, and they're doing it without some of their very best, particularly the league's leading rusher when he went out of the, out of the game or uh, out for at least the most um, of this last part of the regular season in Derrick Henry. Julio Jones goes on injured reserve this last week, and still the Titans have found a way to win this last week, beating the New Orleans Saints. Mike Vrabel seems to be the really the, the, the big constant here, Jeff. How has he guided this ship in Tennessee uh, that has been so successful as of late? Well, he's, he's built a personality that, that goes back to his first year as coach there. And, and I, I wrote this. I said, we always kind of chuckle at this team at the start of the year because they're not, if you line it, this was a beauty contest, they'd be, you know, yeah. <laughs> they'd be at the bottom of the list as far as competing to get the crown because they don't have this, the sexiness. Yeah. They don't have that, that a great swagger, all that charisma that you see in Kansas City or Tampa Bay and Green Bay or places like that. But what they do have is a, a tremendous sense of self. And, and, and they know that even with Derrick Henry out, that they're going to play a certain style of football. It's going to be physical. They're going to beat you up. You you, you saw that against Kansas City. You saw it against the Rams. Uh, and, and I like that style of football. It's a throwback, for one. But two, it, it, it sets a tone. That's to me, football, no matter how much you throw the football around, no matter how much you design plays and do all this stuff that Sean McVay does or Andy Reid does, you get hit in the mouth, things change in a hurry. You know, it's the old Mike Tyson line. Everybody's got a plan until they get hit. And and so that's how Tennessee plays you. And now, can it work throughout the course of a season leading to a championship? We'll find out because Ryan Tannehill still has the show he can do that kind of stuff. And uh, you mentioned losing weapons like Julio Jones. That's a huge factor in Derrick Henry. But I love watching them play. And I love how Brable coaches because the biggest thing you learn from Bill Belichick is that, you know, each week is different. Each opponent is different. But what doesn't change is your mindset and how you play. And he gets all those guys in that roster to play at a certain level because he believes they all matter in the final result. And it does feel like while we, you know, we herald individuals and individual performances in this league. I mean, because, you know, so so many of them are so remarkable. Um, and we talked about a few of them in this show. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, you know, I mean, they've got, you know, five of them on that Chiefs team and Tom Brady and what he's done this year. And But it does feel like the Titans represent the greatest sum of the parts right now, right? Like that, that that's how they choose to win rather than, you know, ex- exploit. Now, look, they've got elite players, okay? And, and I think we're starting to see that on the defensive side of the ball with Jeffrey Simmons um, and how that's kind of been the catalyst these last three weeks, the the pressure that he and, and Harold Landry have put together here. But again, those weren't, you know, those weren't huge names. Simmons was a first-round pick, um, but is just now really feeling like he's coming into the forefront of the national conversation. And, and I, my guess is, Jeff, and I assume that you would agree with me here, that that's only going to continue uh, as the Titans progress this season. 
Oh yeah, Jeffrey Simmons is is is, is our one man wrecking crew right now with I think five sacks and six QB hits and five tackles for loss over the yeah. last couple of games. But you know what's funny about the Titans? I remember back before back when we actually could be around each other at the combine, and then I ran into one of their assistant coaches right before COVID hit, and we talked about just what their defense was going to look like. And he just was like, the defense is horrible. Like, we have no <laughs> players over there. We don't have a pass rusher. We don't have right. guys who can cover. We don't have anything. And he was talking about the same way you're talking about that. Like, like we talked about the Rams. We don't have yes. the stars yes. that you need to have to win. And, and so to look back at what the, and a lot of these same guys we're talking about now, Simmons, Landry, Kevin Byard, those guys were there on the team at that point. Yeah. And so to see where they've gone, from that point to now, uh, it, it's it's been impressive to watch because it, it again it goes back to showing you that it's not so much about the star power; it's about the chemistry. Yeah, it's about the communication, the camaraderie, and, and part of me feels like we're going back to a time that was very reminiscent of when the Patriots got in their first run with Tom Brady, where even though there's better quarterback play, it feels like a lot of quarterbacks are trying to go through their own growing pain, their own maturation yeah. process, and when that happens. The teams that end up rising up are the ones that are, that are built the best. Yeah. The ones that have the most depth are the ones who've been together and gone through the most stuff. And, you know, I, I think Tennessee certainly falls into that category because, uh, you know, Vrabel, ha- again, has built a culture that is about – it's not about one man. Uh, and and I think when they lost Derrick Henry, that it's was just reinforced. Team. Yeah, it's about yeah. one team. Yeah. Exactly right. And while Simmons and Landry and Bayard may not be, may not have the star power <laughs> of, let's Donald say, Ramsey Donald, Miller, and Ramsey, <laughs> they have yeah. the production right now, yeah. and production is winning in Tennessee. Jeffrey Chidea with us today on NFL Inside Report. Thank you, Jeff. All right, guys. Thank you, man. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my, my dance, dance bro. <laughs> 
And that's going to do it for this episode of NFL Inside Report. Reminder to download, rate, and review our show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. We greatly appreciate it. We're back with you on Friday for another look ahead to Week 11 in the NFL. For producers Thomas Ward and Tim Parachka, I'm your host, Rhett Lewis. We'll catch you next time. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.